Hey everybody, it's Matt Powers. I am a gardener, seed saver, family guy, and teacher, and I teach people all over the world how to live more regeneratively, how to work in their garden with permaculture. And today we're talking about the six keys to time-wise gardening. So do you have time to garden? Do you feel like you don't have time to garden? Well, this is gonna be the talk for you, okay? Because a lot of people have these nine to five jobs, then they have families, and then they have things like staying fit or just you know managing the household to do on top of that. And it gets to be just too much. They feel like they can't start anything new. They can't improve their lives. They can't improve their yard. They can't start a garden. They feel like they can't be consistent. They feel like, ah, well, you know, things always seem to come up right when things get crazy, right when harvest is in the fall. That's when the kids are going crazy with school. Do you feel like you don't want to waste all that time and energy because you might see it all go to waste. Well, if you feel this way, I have the answers for you because I had that same exact experience. So my wife has had cancer multiple times. I was a school teacher, so I had to, you know, correct papers, I had to cook meals, had to keep the house clean, had to do special therapies for my wife, had to homeschool my kids. I was doing it all. Yet, I was managing a two and a half acre size garden at the same time. And I was spending maybe five to 10 minutes a day doing it. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. That doesn't make any sense. I thought there was all these farmers and they're living, you know, they're eating dirt, they're just suffering. And it's like this thing that is so hard. Why, why are you saying it's so easy? Two and a half acres, that's a lot of food. It was an incredible amount of food. And I managed it by myself with a little help from my son, but mostly by myself. So. I'm going to talk about the six keys to time-wise gardening so that you can do the same exact thing with your size land, whether it's two and a half acres, five acres, 10 acres, 20 acres, or just a 10 by 12 plot. It's going to make the biggest difference in your enjoyment. It's going to make the biggest difference in what you get out of this garden, okay? Here we go. Number one, we're going to weed with a knife. So you're gonna go through your garden. The number one care you're gonna give your garden is the rice knife. You're gonna be chopping things down. So you're gonna be chopping down the weeds and using them as mulch. They're an additional organic matter. And you're like, but wait, 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 but that's just gonna make more weeds, Matt. Not if you chop them before they form seeds, right? Okay, they're just gonna keep giving to you until they give up. And then you will have a lot more organic matter in the soil in that area. You have accumulated nutrients that the soil was calibrating with that weed plant to give you exactly what it needed for you to chop it to pieces and compost it in place. So chop and drop, you know, work that garden with a knife. All right. And then right alongside this is throw sow. I want you to, you know, I don't want you to bend over and put things on the ground. I want you to throw your seeds and then guess what? If you don't have time to harvest those seeds, you did throw sow. So the ones that came up are the ones that are more prone to self-seeding. So you're gonna get people, <laughs> you're gonna get plants who are gonna be reseeding themselves in your garden. People reseeding this, that's just hot. <laughs> so throw sow, you wanna have the best possible seeds and this is one of the best ways to do that. All right. You want to automate your watering. A lot of people, you know, they've got the drip system. I, for years, I, I couldn't afford that. That was way too much money. So what I did was I used sprinklers on a timer and I mostly did it during the evening hours. 
so that the ground was still warm, so it wasn't in the middle of the night where I was adding extra cold in. And so this really, really helped. It cooled things down. It, uh, it, it allowed for the ground to hold more, uh, more moisture because I could time it, and then I would never be late. So in other words, when you set up this timer, you take gardening and make it like something completely different. It no longer becomes you walking around and watering and monitoring everything, babying it. Instead, you become a manager. So instead of like a worker, you become the person that walks around through your garden and observes it. And you got your knife there, you could chop and drop things that don't seem right, or you have you know, your basket with you too, and you chop you know, and gather and harvest. So this automating water component changes everything. Whether you got a drip line, whether you got a sprinkler, it doesn't matter. If you are automating your water, you are giving yourself freedom <laughs> and control and the ability to go through your garden with a different lens so that you can say, oh, we need to do more watering over here. I'm gonna add a minute. And then the next day you see, oh, wow, yeah, I can see the difference. You can see that that didn't droop by 11. It drooped only from one o'clock to three o'clock and then you know, recovered really well. And that's acceptable. You know, I mean, plants droop to conserve water to, you know, to fight off the thing. So a little bit of drooping is okay. But, you know, there's a point where it's holding it back. So, observe. Automate. All right. Now, zone planting. Have you heard of this one? This one's a, you know, a permaculture classic. So we're going to count the number of steps we take. And we're going to see, like, we're, go <laughs> we're going to think about the steps we take. And we're going to design so we have the, the most time-intensive things the closest to your home. So you take the least amount of steps. And then you're going to calculate all that up and you're going to see how much work you're going to have to do, how much walking you're going to have to do every single day. And so if you keep it close to your house, if it's right outside your door on your way to your car, then you're going to do it. You're going to always see it and go, oh, right, you. Let me just do... And now you keep going. You know what I mean? And it turns into something that's easy. It becomes a routine. So zone planting, make it part of your zone. Get it close to your house. The stuff that's far from your house, if you're watching this series, you've seen that I've already talked about the stuff that was further from my house didn't get as much compost, didn't get as much compost deed, didn't get as much attention because it just was further. It just took more time. All right, so um, soil prep. So when we put in the time ahead, we save so much time during the season. So you're like, oh wait, but this is time. Yeah, but it's a stitch in nine. No, a stitch in time saves nine, right? You know that old saying, the stitch in time saves nine? Well, if you want to make your season go smoothly, you want to do that stitching up first. You want to provide the nutrients that are missing from your site initially before the season even begins. So the plants arrive and they're like, oh, this is a nice setup you got here. I love it. You know, they're not like, oh, I need this and that and oh. And so they're sending out signals or, you know what I mean? They're stressed. This is, this is really, really critical to saving time and effort. I mean, if you just think about it, good soil prep prevents weeds. So you wouldn't have to go and chop and drop and weed as much you would be focused instead on harvesting and monitoring the water. Makes it very, very easy. So once you get soil prep right, gardening becomes a downhill event, becomes a joy. And, um, and then the, the, other, the other component of this 
is the winter soil prep. It's very critical when I say winter because a lot of people let it go fallow over them. They're like, oh, this is like the olden days. We're going fallow. Yeah, I'm a fallow fellow. But the reality is that there's no forest really around you to re-inoculate that with wildness. So uh, there is no fallow like function really nowadays because there's not outside wildness to re-inoculate and revive that site. So we need to cover it up. We need to revitalize it. We need to take care of that plot of land over winter. So if you don't want to be choked with weeds when it's your time to start the garden, plant it and set the tone for your season by using cover crops and winter, you know, winter gardening. Winter gardening also can be incredibly amazing. I might talk about that soon, hint, hint. All right, so calendar your harvest times. And this might seem like super basic. You're like, wait a second, this is like, everyone says this. Yeah, because if it's not on your calendar, is it gonna happen? You know what I mean? If it's not a priority, it's not gonna happen. So if you are limited on time, you're obviously a scheduled person, you're a busy person, you got priorities. So you just put it on your calendar to go and look with that eye. You may be going every day five minutes, you know, walking through and enjoying it. But unless you're like, right, those melons. Ha! Oh, I gotta put this on a pedestal before it gets eaten, right? So unless you're thinking of that plant, you might not see it. Especially if you've got a system like mine, where it's this huge chaos of growth. And I do that everywhere I go. I currently, if you don't know, and a lot of people don't know my own situation, I was in California in that giant big garden for many years as a school teacher, a high school teacher. I wrote the permaculture series. It pulled me out of the school, you know, the school district and got me starting to teach internationally and writing these books, writing curriculum for schools and teaching teachers broadly. And then I moved to Baker Creek in Missouri and I, I, I stayed there for a little while, like six months, and I, and, I, and I represented the company and did a bunch of different things for them. And then I left there and went back to California, in Southern California, and I worked with the World Beat Cultural Center in Balboa Park. So I got to work in a garden, a very public garden in Balboa Park, got to interact and teach people constantly there, work with kids, design programs for kids, and, and I still work with them, but, but now I've moved up the coast to start the first site with Earthship Seattle for the first Earthship in the Pacific Northwest. So that's what I'm doing right now. We just moved here at the end of the fall. So we haven't really done very much site prep because you know, it's snowing every once in a while. <laughs> it's cold and it's windy. And I, I mean, I've done some things. I put in a cover crop that I'm observing over winter. Right, we gotta observe and prepare the soil. I also have stuff in a greenhouse um, that I'm also observing. I tried the indoor growing thing. It's, I don't know if the cost ratio just makes any sense to me. <laughs> I mean, I did the lights thing that cost a lot of money to do the lights. There's light outside and there's stuff that handles it in low light. Kale is going great outside. So I don't see the utility in necessarily growing inside when there's things that you can grow outside that can handle these uh, infrequent snows. And the real key is planting early enough in the season so that plant is big enough for when those snows come, it doesn't stunt the growth. Instead, it just like preserves it and slows down everything. And then you've got this like nice little freezer of food outside and you can go and cut your very crisp kale. And it's really, really nice. It is. So I'm, I'm just working on this site. I'm setting up the gardens. Actually, it's really kind of fun. I'm setting up this nature path 
that goes through like the natives of the Pacific Northwest into a mixed native, non-native, and then into a full-on non-native protected nucleus. So it's going to be this inner garden with an outer garden that's hardier and more protective so that the local wildlife don't go in there and destroy my garden. Instead, they stay out on the edges and eat what's native to them and they enjoy it. And we don't have to have fences. Fences are expensive and ugly. Um, and I know there's some pretty fences out there, but man, are they expensive. <laughs> the fences I can afford are ugly. <laughs> so I've always used living plants as my fences and used the wisdom of the seeds to guide me and show me and they've taught me. Because the thing is, alright, so I did the thing that most people don't do is every year I got tons of new varieties. Every single year for many, many years. And I've tested over a thousand different varieties in my garden. And that's why I have hundreds and hundreds of seeds that I've saved in my collection. Because I've been testing this stuff. I've been exploring it, seeing what works. And there's an amazing variety of things that actually work. But you gotta see what works on your site. You gotta test things out. So that's what we're currently doing. We're setting this loop up. We're gonna be having it set up so that we have this amazing setup. We have plants that the animals like. We have plants that we like. We have a harmony and balance in design so that nothing ever gets encroached here. And I'm going to be setting this up just like I talked about with the six keys to time-wise gardening. I'm gonna be managing it with a knife. I'm gonna be doing throw sow. I'm going to be doing automation of watering or no watering at all. Because guess what? In the Pacific Northwest, we have pretty amazing water. <laughs> I was dry farming in an area that people were, were thinking it was impossible to farm in because it was so dry. But I was farming without water. So, <laughs> not all my spots. and just one experimental spot, I proved that it was possible. So, the reality is we can do so much in this site. So, I don't know how much automation I'm going to be doing with watering. I'm going to be doing zonal planting, of course. It's all zone one. That's all this is zone one, really. Um, and, then I'm be, and then the edges are going to be zone two. Uh, and then we're, I'm going to be doing tons of soil prep. I'm going to be showing how we can take the waste from our homes and make it into awesome preparations for soil, like compost. And then I'm going to be calendaring, of course, because how am I going to manage all my scheduling and traveling and speaking and all these things if I don't know when things are ready? So... I'm doing it too, just right alongside you. I'm preparing for this season, and I hope that you're excited because I think 2018 is going to be the most incredible year. Regenerative organic standards are coming. We have so many courses, so many books, so many people that are doing you know, actual site projects that are just incredible. And this year, we're gonna hear about them more than we've ever heard about so far, and we're gonna see new things that we've never seen before. So I hope that you're excited for 2018, because I certainly am. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to learn more about this stuff, if you want to dive in deep with me and over a hundred other different students, check out Permaculture Gardening. It's a course that I'm, I've been putting on for over a year now. It's what people consider to be my best course. And it's less than $100 for eight weeks of live Q&A, group coaching, you know, and there's a performance assessment. There's the certification route for permaculture gardening. First time ever for that. And so there's so, and there's also the incredible bonuses. So check that out. It's on thepermaculturestudent.com. There's tons of free videos. There's tons of free books. Go check out my site, thepermaculturestudent.com if you haven't lately. And thank you so much for choosing to live regeneratively. 
I'm Matt Powers. Grow abundantly, learn daily, and live regeneratively. See you guys tomorrow.